0: podcast.
2: With yoga, for me, um, someone, this trainer pointed it out that my spine was starting to curve. And he said this was the onset of scoliosis.
3: Oh. Oh.
2: And I'm like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I wouldn't be too worried about it. He's like, I would just start doing yoga. He's like, start really strengthening your spine. And I'm like, okay. So I told my mom, my mom got this yoga tape. Um, like a little cassette, cassette <laughs> yeah thing. yeah and his name was Rodney Yee he was this this Asian yoga instructor Um, that was all about the spine and it was all about like posture and like things like that and and a lot of the yoga video was done like on a chair like just like certain movements and I was intrigued by it and I kind of just kind of kept going down that rabbit hole and then the first time I started getting into some serious hip openers in a class, sure, mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. I was on long Island. Um, I was in Stony Brook, the town over from me. I feel like the same kind of town, like basically where I grew up. And I was in this yoga class and I was getting into a hip, a uh, hip opener, the pigeon a pigeon pose. And I burst out crying in the class because my hips are very tight spots that hold a lot of emotional tension.
0: Okay. And I had
2: gone into this position and it's just like literally was a gateway of flooded emotions and it all came out. And I started, I just cried. Like I just burst out crying wow. for no reason. And the teacher came over to me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just kind of looked at her and she's like, did you just have like a, a, did you have a moment, did, did, did stuff come out? And I said, yeah, it did. And she looked at me and then she smiled and like, I acknowledged it and I was like, okay. I was oh, like, wow. now I understand, you know? What a
4: powerful moment, yeah. Yeah,
2: it, it, was, it was really, really
0: cool. Welcome fellow Leshes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. <music>
4: Welcome back, fellow luscious, to another episode of Cocktails with Dimples in the Beard. Tonight, we're talking to Felicity Feline. She is a drummer, yoga instructor, nutritionist, model, uh, OnlyFans model, um, lots of things. She's gorgeous. We'll get into it all because she's you can't a great name all, musician and all that good stuff. I don't know how you name it all. So before you watch, before you, before you go the rest of the way. I wouldn't say
1: pause to go check her out because I would say first, subscribe like get, leave a comment please leave a comment say the who sucks say it <sighs> you want to start with him? you want you want to go you want to go all right let's, let's talk no i don't want to fight you you got a cop nah, give, a, give us a like go you to a... youtube give it a like uh instagram all
4: that good stuff you got that cop mustache you'll fucking step or put your knee in my throat
1: don't fuck with the stash yeah all right so with further wait nope she's so... not there she's not in the waiting room yet <laughs> Cannot wait. This is going to be fun. I was, uh, hopefully it would be awesome to see her play because she's, uh, an awesome dru- uh, I'd like to see her play, not really saying.
4: They don't I wore play. this shirt
1: because I'm hoping she'll be like, great band. Yeah. Because they are some good. So old did school I, I wore now. this to say, I hope she says, great band.
4: I hope she says, who's the dork? <laughs> Who the fuck is the dork? You know what? The question is going to be, oh my God, look at all that. You did good, son. What does that say? Inspirations mm. for her drummer. Let's see what she says. Keith Moon. At her age, maybe not. She's too young for Keith Moon. She might
1: be. Yeah. But if she's a true drummer addict, she would. If she says Carter Beauford, I'm gonna get a big old boner. <sighs> Which is great. Yeah, is I will the be the greatest. I will be a happy boy. Um. Which he's right up there. I mean, obviously, I it's hard. Like, everything generalized, the greatest of all, well, they have different styles, so whatever. There's
4: no such thing as greatest of all time in anything. Correct. That's my point. Unless you can just, I mean.
1: Let's, unless, they let's play, say, unless they all play the same thing at once, and then they you, you critique them at the same thing.
4: I think there's the greatest of all time in hot dog eating contests. That's very bare, you know. You either ate eight, or you ate 12, or you, so. But in anything, uh.
1: anything else? Okay. Well, subjective.
4: Yeah. It's also, I
1: mean, that, that'd be the only
4: one like the idiots who think that LeBron James is the best NBA player of all time, just cause he broke the fucking scoring record last night. He's been playing for 50 years. He was, um, a, he was a 25 year old, at 12 year old
1: record. If I played for as many years as he did. No, you couldn't.
4: <laughs> if you played as many years in the NBA as LeBron did, you still wouldn't have a point. There would
1: that, that <laughs> you would have zero points. The, the fucking bench would have an ass mark of mine. Perfectly for twenty years. <laughs> I already have the greatest, greatest for twenty years. I would have the greatest. You would have blackmail. Ass print on every bench in every
4: stadium. Did you hear? Did you? Stephen A. Smith was on Andrew Show was on Andrew Sholes' podcast the other day, mm-hmm. talking about how there have been like players traded in the NBA. He obviously can't say who. Da da da. But there have been players traded in the NBA because they were like fucking the coach's girlfriend or something. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah
4: and or there's been in or there's or, been players we, traded because they were both fucking the same chick and they needed well know. i i don't believe don't but, that yeah, but. but he said yeah even the coaches where did that go f- the coaches yeah,
1: what lebron was he well because lebron's in the nba so it's just nba and into fucking girlfriends and well, coaches' wife okay okay yeah it's fine great green great
4: it's a natural segue to go from the nba to the greatest journal nba journalist of all time i mean wait, wait what Stephen A. Smith is the best NBA journalist of all time. I mean, there's never been anybody better writing opinion. I mean, whether you agree with him or not, he's the greatest opinion writer for the NBA of all time.
1: So, Not that his opinion's the best.
4: No, that doesn't matter.
1: But he's the loudest. For sure.
4: He has more opinions than... Yeah, yeah.
1: He has more opinions than everybody. Which is great. That's his job. Yeah, absolutely. He's supposed to have opinions. I think he's highest paid because he's made a great niche for himself. You don't like his fucking opinion?
4: Turn the fucking channel. Just like this. You don't like our podcast? No,
1: don't. Don't.
4: Stay right here. We got another try. We got a hottie coming up. Stay right
3: here. Hottie.
1: Yeah, so... Keep listening. Keep watching. And... She's jumping on the computer. Oh, just jump, like like this probably that's cool a little bit of gold but she'll be here well she will i've never been stood up before (laughs) in uh, the podcast or the personal life um i don't think i've
4: ever been stood up on a like a date or a blind you know like i don't think i've ever been stood up on one. i mean i did enough you know um online online dating where i had to go meet people out and about i never got stood up on one I mean, I've walked in and went, no! <laughs> <laughs> so you stood them up. No, I never did that. I hate. Um, I never did that. I did have two. You should never do. I did have two dates on the same night, though. Online dates on the same night. You should
1: never keep a pretty lady waiting. All right. Without further ado, Felicity.
0: Meow.
1: That was. Please edit that out. It's the creepiest thing I ever heard. You want me to do it again? No. Hi. <laughs> okay. nope.
0: uh,
1: Hi. No. <laughs> How are you?
2: I'm good. How you guys doing?
4: We are fantastic. Yeah. Obviously good, but
3: wow. Thanks
2: for being uh, flexible. I just I've had uh, I just got back from New York. I've had kind of a crazy last couple days um, organizing some stuff.
4: No. But... Look, anybody willing to uh, come on and hang out and talk for a little while with us, we're fine. We we do we weren't doing anything else tonight anyway. So, no. <laughs> wow. nice
2: shirt, coc. I love
4: I, it. I wore that just for you, just Aww. for you. I'm like, you know, we we uh, we tried like for a while. We tried to go episode after episode without wearing the same t-shirts over. So <laughs> it
0: got
4: yeah, tough. No, here,
2: check this out.
4: I'll show you. I got my oh, and her clothes are already coming off. Oh, you got some C.O.C. stuff.
2: You see it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right there.
4: I have a, I have a big one too. Uh-huh. A, big, a big tattoo. I mean, yeah. Let's that. Jesus that.
1: Because <laughs> we already know the answer. Well, that's awesome. That really looks great. The whole yeah. The whole I, thing I'm though. actually
2: though. I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting that back. We're, we're, we're gonna fix that. My whole back. We're gonna do some weird, like geometric outline with okay. some blackout because. I don't love exactly what I did. It's just a bunch of my favorite metal bands their sure. logo, but I wish I had done something a little bit more like aesthetic with that space, you know.
4: Sure, sure. I okay. yeah, I love tattoos obviously. So yeah. I could I could sit and talk tattoos all night, but <laughs>
2: Yeah. No, I finally just finished my left leg. That took almost a year. Wow. Um I've literally been getting tattooed every month for the past 3 years, like just finishing my legs and um you know it's been a process I've been getting tattooed since I was 16 it's insane <laughs> Wow, <laughs> oh,
4: that's I mean. crazy
2: I know I mean when I wear long sleeves though
4: right see, I know yeah. I,
2: I won't t- I, I'll never touch this area or my neck or my face or my hands because I work sometimes like conservative health conferences
3: oh, I, okay, you
0: know, okay. I,
2: I went to school for nutrition that's like my my main uh background job stuff so sometimes like when I'm working in health, I, I just, I just kind of like to keep them hidden. And then, you know, we go to a party after and I like, I'm like wearing, I'm wearing nothing. And like, they're like, Holy shit, you're covered in tattoos. Like no one would have thought, you know, it's, it's pretty funny.
1: So how'd you do it's with the uh, perfect uh trickery there? Yeah. Right.
4: How, yeah. how did you do with the uh like the elbow ditch and do you have the back of your knee done or.
2: Yeah, I, I have the, I have the back of my legs done. Um So when I was, 20 I think yeah 20 I was on that show Ink Master you know really nice. yeah I was a canvas and four of the season winners tattooed me at the same time
1: holy, holy it was, shit
2: it was fucking nuts like I mean I've, wow. I've had a pretty wild life but like that was by far one of the craziest things I've ever done and I sat through it sober no numbing cream
1: oh and my god
2: yeah, and then I met my ex on the show. He he won the episode with his biomechanical piece. and wow. uh, we, I
4: remember that piece.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Scott Marshall. That yeah. Was yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Scott did that. And um, yeah, we started dating after the show. And then he basically did my sleeve. So by 22, I had full sleeves. I had a ton of ink done. And then I moved out to L.A.,
0: And I just kind of kept going. Yeah.
1: yeah. So go back. When you said four at a time, was it like literally one arm, both arms, both legs at the same time?
2: So this guy right here.
1: Yeah. This
2: this lion right here.
1: Okay. Oh, my God.
2: And then. uh,
1: Not like one after another. No, no. They were all
4: doing. Yeah. They were all tattooing her at the same time. Go ahead. Show. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And then my two calves
4: holy qu- oh my god the cat oh. at the same time do you remember who the four do you remember who the four artists were
2: yeah um joey hamilton was okay. the line. he won
4: this he won the season
2: yep yep uh, yeah. scott marshall he won the other season um oh god i forgot the names
4: oh these were all people who won their respective season
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. like literally it was head to head the four season winners
4: okay wow
2: each other like it was it was wild
4: wow i'm gonna like, go back i gotta go back and find i
1: love did, that show how did you how yeah. did you get picked for that how did you, did you like win?
2: I didn't, I didn't get paid they just they just gave me free tattoos <laughs> you know but i mean given like hey i, I probably got like four thousand dollars worth of free yeah. tattoos on me you know so right. like, i wasn't complaining i yeah. was 20 like i was 20 years old you know what i mean like, <laughs> well, like i'm not gonna complain about free ink and at that point i didn't really have uh I had some stickers on me, you know, I didn't really have like great stuff on me. So sure. I was pretty ecstatic that I got that opportunity. Yeah. It was oh, pretty absolutely.
1: absolutely. Was awesome. Wow. Okay. But how did you sit through that? How much pain was that?
2: Oh my God. I mean, looking back, seriously, I don't know how I deal. Uh, well, sorry. I don't know how I dealt with it at that point because now at 30 years old, I need numbing cream. Like I, I do not (laughs) want to sit there without numbing cream. Like one of my really close friends, he's my tattoo artist and he's a musician and he's, he's one of my best friends. And like, I like to talk with him and hang out, you know, and catch up every time we, we, we tattoo. So I don't want to be focused on the pain the whole time. So I found a really good numbing cream from this brand. Uh, I think they're from Australia, but that really works. So like, I just cover the area with it and then put ceram wrap over it for like forty five minutes and I don't feel a thing. It's amazing. Oh okay.
4: Holy so cow. Yeah. Okay, so you put it on and wrap it up before you go in and then. Oh nice. Yeah,
2: so it really okay. sinks into my pores, you know. Cool. Um, but that wasn't really an option like back in the no. day. I mean, even like <laughs> the past like ten years, I've been getting tattooed. It wasn't really a thing. Yeah. um Or there, the numbing cream wasn't that good. So yeah, I mean, I sat through that.
3: Did sober. you take breaks?
2: I, I had to go to the bathroom, I think like twice, but yeah, but they were just kind of like, let's, we got to get this done, you know? But, they, yeah, they, The, pro- they the problem with having
4: four artists is sure. One of them may want to take a break for a little bit, but the other three probably <laughs> don't. So you're never going to get a break where they're all gone at the same time.
2: <laughs> I know. No, like they just kind of, they just kind of jammed it out. It was like four and a half hours, I think. Oh
4: my God. I I'm in pain just thinking about it. (laughs) I pretended I had like uh, some hot spicy food the night
1: before and spent like 20 minutes in the bathroom. (laughs) Oh
2: my God.
1: (laughs) I'm going to go hide. Well, nonetheless, I mean, they make for a great episode and they look beautiful.
2: Oh, thank you. No, I was really lucky that I got that opportunity. It was very, very cool. You know, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, funny enough. I remember when I got the phone call from the network that they chose me for the episode, I was at the AVN Awards in Vegas for my first time. Nice. Like I was there for the first time ever. And you know, I was in a suite like with all these porn people and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm getting on television." I'm going to I'm, I'm going to get on a tattoo show. And it was just like bam, like three like life changed, you know? It was it was so funny. It was a really it was a really crazy time, but
1: well, wow. Sounds like things happen quickly for you.
2: in in certain ways yeah yeah. I mean like it kind of ebbs and flows my life like you know what I mean I never felt like there was like some point or peak that happened it was sort of just like a gradual ebb and flow throughout the years but kind of happy it was that way because I had to get you know it took me some time to like get my shit together in my early 20s like organizing saving money doing all that stuff you know and um figuring out like what i really want to do and who i am you know all that so
4: sure i'm hoping to figure so. that out in my early
1: 50s
2: <laughs> i mean people spend their whole lives doing it <laughs> right
1: absolutely
0: <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> i
4: think
1: some never do it and i i know i won't so it doesn't matter
4: right so how that's did, fun how'd you get started playing drums i gotta start with the drums because i you are yeah unbelievable on the drums um, oh, thank
0: you! But I could sit uh,
4: and watch your your Instagram yeah. clips and YouTube videos of you drumming all day long. I love it.
2: Uh-huh. Actually, I have a little an- another. Oh. Um, ah. Yeah, I just, I uh, just, I just grabbed this kit. Um, a second, my 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 kit's a DW. It's in my studio, but um, I just bought this from my because I think I'm going to set it up like nice. a a little jazz kit or something. Um, cool. so I wanted another kit, but so yeah, I started playing drums but I was in elementary school.
0: Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah, we we you know, we got to pick an instrument sure. and I I picked percussion and uh I was kind of a tomboy growing up. Like I was very I was very rowdy and wild and had a lot of energy and my mom uh, really pushed the school. Like she called the school and asked directly <laughs> to put her, to put her daughter into into percussion. And um so they got <laughs> me in. Yeah. Cause like, you know, cause all the kids want to play drums, you know? Right. Like it's right. Like always like one of the instruments that's chosen quickly, but yeah. So I started playing in fourth grade and I just loved it. It clicked with me, you know, yeah. I don't know if it's, I'm very athletic. I've played sports and been a gymnast my whole life. So I'm just very, um, uh, aware of my body. I have a lot of bodily awareness sure. and control. And I think that the drumming just sort of adapted naturally to me. And I loved it. It was just such a good outlet growing up as a kid. And so I got a, a private teacher, like in middle school. He taught me how to play on the drum set. I just kept playing throughout school, elementary, middle school, high school. I was in every band you can imagine, marching band, symphonic band, jazz band. Like if there was a band, I was in it. Like that was the only thing I cared about in high school. Um and then In college I played too you know like um in some uh ensembles and then bands and stuff but yeah and then I moved out to LA when was that I moved out to LA around 21 22 after college and that's when I really started playing metal okay so yeah so like eight years ago is when I started to really get in to more of a playing metal specifically, and like I taught myself double bass and <clears throat> started kind of like getting my, uh, getting my grooves back. I guess. Sure, sure. Okay. Were
4: you were you a metalhead at the time? Were you listening to that kind of music?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've. So I should say this: like my my dad is a music fanatic, okay. and he's not a musician, but he's just a music fanatic, you know, he collects music. He grew up, uh, my family, like we kind of grew up with a lot of classic rock, you know, Eric Clapton, Beatles, you know, all that stuff. Um, I got more into like the psychedelic stuff. I got more into Pink Floyd and Cream and King Crimson and Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath was kind of like a gateway for me because I remember it was dark and I liked it and I started kind of exploring more. And then I got into like prog metal and I found like porcupine tree, yeah. you know? And mm-hmm. yeah, so like I started to kind of bridge that and like dream theater, who oh. was actually from Long Island where I'm from. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so things like that. Right. So like, I started to kind of branch from psychedelic rock into more proggy metal and then metal. Um, okay. And then Opeth was like the holy grail for me. Like when I found Opeth, I fell in love with just their disco- discography of music, you know, cuz they kind of do prog and black metal and mm. um yeah, so metal for me was a it was a really awesome ex- exploration cuz like that time in my life, I I had a lot of anger <laughs> and a lot of darkness like working in the adult industry, you know, getting bullied, like all these things like that were kind of building up inside. It was such a good outlet for me to kind of like vent through. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely get a lot of
1: rage more. out in a I little know, bit of time. Say.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, so, was, but,
1: so was it that, that got, you know, drove your rage to keep going uh, further into harder music?
2: Um. Yes. I mean, d- for sure i like to challenge myself a lot um sometimes i even do it subconsciously (laughs) (laughs) i feel like sometimes i like don't even realize i'm making my life harder for myself than it has to be but
4: we um, all do it i hear you there
2: i I know i sometimes i should stop doing that but with um drums yeah i you know i was really intrigued by metal drumming because there's like this level of intricacy, you know, that has to happen. Like the, the syncopation, the tempo, everything has to be tight. Yeah. It has to be tight because if you're off, everything is fucked and everyone knows. And right. like, I kind of like that pressure. I don't know why. Like oh. it just, it felt, I felt like if I can do that, then I really have self-control. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So like that's what I was kind of going for, and I just wanted to like really build and build and build my stamina and get very comfortable like um, doing double bass and like more blast beat stuff and faster things. But I love sludgy heavy stuff too, sure.
3: Sure. so
2: I kind of like to combine it. You know, it's like that proggy prog metal kind of isk mix with psychedelic rock and sludge. Like that's sure. like what I'm really into.
4: So how exhausting is it like, I mean, you guys play a half hour, 45 minute show. How exhausting is that for you? Like by the end of that show, I would imagine you're, you're beat.
2: (laughs) It's pretty, yeah. I mean, it's pretty tiring. I I have a lot of stamina, um, you know, and I don't drink caffeine all the time. Like I, I, I literally save it for days when I know I need to be doing high energy things. You know, I'm not the type of person, um, I don't wake up and drink coffee. Like that's not me. You know, other people, like they have their little, their little, uh, rituals. I don't drink caffeine barely ever, unless I have to, like, I look at it more like a vice, like, okay, I have to work a conference today. I'm going to, you know, take some, I'm going to have some caffeine or if I'm going to, if I'm playing a show, I'm rehearsing, I'll, I'll take some caffeine So yeah, I'll, I'll utilize the caffeine before I play drums. And then, um, I'll take some like nootropics and amino acids and I'm really into nutrition. So like, I try to think like brain wise, what's going to help me focus really well. And so I'll make like a little pack of some supplements, um, for me to take prior uh, to the show. And then when we get there, you know, I don't do any drugs or drink or anything before I play. Okay. I strictly party after nice.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's like
2: always my rule because yeah. I have uh really fucked myself by breaking that rule. Um, I was going to say,
1: do you have a bad experience of like being drunk or high yeah. and you just like mad about your, you know, the show that happened or something? Yeah. I mean, uh.
2: I'm, um I'm not a huge drinker to be honest. Uh, Like I'll, if, if I do drink, it's just clear tequila or gin or vodka like on the rock like I'm like very like straight (laughs) clear liquor like that's all I want
1: there you go cheers tequila on the rocks for you right now
2: (laughs) nice yeah I mean like that's how I roll when I drink because it 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 it, I detox it fast I don't usually get sick like you know it's like when I mix stuff or do you know seltzers or shit like that like that's
0: just
2: I don't like it I don't fuck with that stuff um so yeah very simple clean liquor I'll do but then I'm really into psychedelics. Uh okay. I love mushrooms, acid, ketamine, yeah, MDA. Like that's more my speed. I don't touch blow. You know, like I don't um I don't go that I, I don't like stimulants, you know, because okay. I, I barely take caffeine, right? So stimulants to me are just not my not my vibe because sure. I don't like things that mess up my neurotransmitters and my serotonin and everything. So I stay We're far away.
1: here, jeez, I know. I, I know. It.
2: Sorry, sorry. No, no, no not-
1: I like it. No, go ahead. I, I mean, it's I, I like I like the twist on it. You know, when you're talking about it, um, things yeah. I would ne- I would never think about with all those things. So that's no, this is great.
2: I get very greedy, <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so I mean. I've been able to really maintain like very stable, uh, stable head, I guess you could say yeah. throughout like, the years of working in different industries, because I really, you know, just didn't get fucked up a lot. Like I just, sure. I, I have fun and I like to have fun, but I'm very um, aware about what I'm putting in my body and if I want to party, like it's, I want it to have purpose, you know, and, and for it to Mm -hmm. have meaning. So I've avoided drinking like for most of my adult life, you know, and I just save it for various, uh, very special occasions.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm more
2: of a, I'm more of a psychedelic person. So like, I got to kind of tell myself, no, you know, you don't need to do ketamine or today, you don't, you, you don't need to do mushrooms today. Like, like, I'll save it for a float tank or save it for a massage. Like, you sure. know, that's kind of my, more my vibe. Sorry, yeah. I'm just my face um, <laughs> yeah, with my oil sheets, but.
1: Have, hey, that's all right. Have you, uh, we got to have
4: first time. Yeah. Have you done the ayahuasca thing yet?
2: You know, so I got invited by several people to ceremonies to okay. do it. And I, I haven't done it yet. I just like I don't know. I didn't feel called to it. You know sure. what I mean? I do, I, yeah. And I, I've 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 watched some people have some pretty crazy trips. Like, I mean, I've i I've seen a grown man shit himself and throw up at the same time. Like
4: oh, I've I, so, so Wait, so have I. Hey. On
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens. Like I it's part of the process, the cleansing and everything, but um I just it's been a very wild year for me and I just didn't really feel like I needed to have that experience.
4: Yeah, I think I am with you. Like I I've I've only used mushrooms like 3 times and I love it, but the ayahuasca thing intrigues me, but I'm with you like I I you need to be in the space and be ready for it. But I, it's not something you just want to go and oh, it's Friday night, let's go do ayahuasca, right? Like so Yeah. You got to have the
1: right mindset, I would yeah, think. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And yeah
3: I
1: think you've got one so day maybe it.
4: you have to kinda of know what you're looking for going in and why you're doing it, and you know it's not just one you just do for you kinda of, you know, so I hear you yeah. Yeah.
2: no totally exactly, and like you know they're they're very powerful too, those psychedelics they, <laughs> yeah. they they can really alter the way you see things, and so I try to save it at points in my life, like pivots, you know where I feel like I really need help, like getting into a different direction or Um, questions that I have that I need answers to, you know, usually like maybe tail ends of relationships or the beginnings, beginning of relationships. Like that's when I seem to have um, a lot of relevations and things. Um, Like even when I, a few years ago, I got out of a relationship with this touring musician and it ended very, very badly. And uh, I was pretty depressed and down for quite a while and I started really getting into microdosing mushrooms and mm. then you know on certain days like I would gradually I would I'd increase the dose so I had like more of a not like a full trip but it helped me get over so much stored emotions that I had that I yeah. was really avoiding dealing with if yeah. that makes sense, you know, I mean, So how yeah. how
1: it does that? I I've never had mushrooms. So that's why I'm curious. How, how did, how did it help you with that? Did it release your, those emotions? Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. So it, will, it allows you to release it and then gives you sort of this safe space emotionally and mentally to kind of let things out. It, I swear it's, it's, it's like therapy. It where, is. Where, you, okay. know, you, you feel like you're like in this comfortable, comfortable, it's a comfortable <laughs> zone where you can just allow your emotions to come out and say how you truly feel. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of people too, with um, MDMA experience that like they're using MDMA for therapies and stuff for people that have PTSD. And it, um, it really helps people, you know, because the things that they would never want to admit or things okay. that they have, they have trouble expressing, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm a very open person to begin with, mm-hmm. but there was a lot of things that inward, like looking at myself, why I was attracting certain people into my life, like why I wasn't setting certain boundaries, like things, like questions that I hadn't really asked myself enough. And then, like the mushrooms, like brought it to the surface. Yep. And then, so like during my trip, I'm like, "Wow, this is why." You yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like so, it, okay. it exposed me to the truth that was in myself but i kind of had to dig a little bit to get it so like i feel no. like mushrooms are really good for um emotional breakthroughs
1: when you take them does it when you those emotions come to the surface <laughs> and you release them are they able to keep them gone after that yeah As to think, rehashing them
2: so. yeah i think so i mean okay. Um, okay. you know it, for me at least a lot of it's just kind of acknowledging it and understanding it and then like once it's out it's like well you know it's free it's 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 just it's just the ghost in the wind you know and um I just uh yeah I don't like to carry I'm like I'm not very peace with my demons and everything you know like I don't like bad karma I just I like to be very on top of my soul like what am I doing do I feel like I've do I feel like I've not done well to someone? If so, like, yeah. how can I correct this? Like, you know, like I'm always looking for answers to kind of keep my equilibrium, in balance.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Know. Maybe that's because I went to Catholic school till fifth grade and I had like this, this innate religion background that sure. I didn't want, you know, like my parents put me there, you know, whatever they're doing, they're thinking they were doing the right thing, which is fine. Yeah. But I don't regret like being a catholic school kid but it's like I remember in 5th grade I finally like mom can you please put me in public school like I just want to experience public school so I went into public school and I just like remember thinking back about like the religion years and they really taught me about moral conscience sure. like you know how you treat yeah. people and like how even catholics like there is like this way of karma about it. Like do onto others as you'd like to be treated. So like, I really try to live by that. Like I'm not a religious person at all. I'm very spiritual and I believe in like the universe and energy and nature um, and karma, but yeah, it's just my own religion has kind of given me my twist on my own spirituality, you know?
4: Sure. Sure. Yeah. So what, what brought you to the nutritionist and, and yoga field how'd you how'd you get started with that stuff
2: yeah so um
1: and at what age was it? That-
2: I'm I'm very blessed whereas you know my family I'm from Long Island originally my mom's did you, a-
4: did you have more of an accent before you moved to LA
2: <laughs> you know I don't know
4: not, don't, yeah. I was gonna say you really don't sound really sound like you a don't. Long Islander so I, I don't know maybe you lost a bunch of it
2: yeah, I've kind of dissolved it over the years. I didn't really have a super thick accent. But then like, I really wanted to kind of dissolve it because I knew I was going to be, you know, doing a lot of like, film and stuff yeah. and things like that. Like, I, I just, I didn't want to like be pigeonholed because I have a Long Island accent. Sure. So, um, I was very, like, very aware about it. It comes out with certain words, but yeah i mean um, does it come
4: out when you're feisty too like yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. It, it,
2: if i say like water you know water yeah or dog you know okay like,
4: there it is yeah
2: laundry like like the stuff like awe, it's like yeah. this like oh yep yep and it comes out
4: nice just it's elongates cool. it a little bit It's cool. yeah, a little bit long <laughs> yeah island yeah
2: exactly exactly but, <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I was very lucky growing up. Like I grew up on the North shore of Long Island, which is uh very rural, like it's, it's very suburban rural. There's a lot of farms. There's a lot of vineyards. There's a lot of beaches, forests, you know, like nature preserves. So, you know, I, when people think New York, they think like New York city, I grew up nothing like Manhattan. Like I grew up with like beaches and the woods and rivers and a farm and, and the vineyard, you know, like, so I was always outside, always in nature, always running around. Like, I I love nature for that reason. It's like my solace. Like, I love being outside. I love being in the trees and rolling around the grass. Like, I need that because that's what I did as a kid. And my grandpa was a forest ranger. So nice. we, we would always do, like, trails and hikes and stuff as kids. Um, my parents have a cabin up in Maine. And oh. we, yeah. I've been going to Maine my whole life. Uh, Beautiful up there. Yeah. Maine is like unbelievable.
4: Wait, I got, Um, I got to ask this. I got this right. The last time we talked to somebody, I'm guessing you have older brothers.
2: I have one older brother. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I have an older sister and an older brother. Okay. Okay. But uh, yeah. And then my parents have a place in Florida. So like (laughs) I'm blessed because my parents are very hardworking, successful people. And they gave us a really good life. You know, we mm-hmm. weren't spoiled growing up. They just were very, um, you know, they gradually kind of started making a better life for us. Like as they made more money and got uh, higher placements in their jobs and everything. So I had a very positive childhood and um, my mom loved to cook. She's very Italian. She lived in Italy for a while. Oh,
1: she, delicious.
2: She Italian at Stony Brook University, the, the college that I went to. And, uh, yeah, so she loves to cook and she's not super like strict about food in a sense, but she, she cooks healthy. Like we always ate well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's always like good quality protein salad, carbohydrates, like, like she, she had like very, uh, a very good foundation of health, like there, which pasta. I mean she did she did she did cook pasta you know but um you know the foundation was there from my childhood so like that's very fortunate because a lot of people aren't able to have that right?
0: right right
2: um i though and my brother we used to have horrible eczema okay like on my like on my cheeks behind my ears, my neck, my hands, like, Oh, it would just be really annoying. And I had a lot of stomach issues when I was a kid, I was very gawky and skinny. Like I couldn't really gain a lot of weight. Um, And my mom like, didn't really know what was going on, you know? And so we ended up getting blood tested, um, allergy testing. And, um, we saw that we were celiac. So my brother and I had very similar Um, things going on. So we cut out gluten and lactose out of our diets. And that pretty much eliminated the eczema. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really interesting. And so all that inflammation like went away. And I was really fascinated with with my body. And like I had, I, I guess just being an athlete, and being around nature so much, I was just very curious of like, how what you ingest and like what you do to your body, like how it affects your health. You know, I was just very, very interested in that. Yeah. And, um, I was always into like herbs and making teas and I just gradually started getting like really into nutrition and like started studying just kind of on my own. Um, and then the, the celiac thing, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I realized like, wow, there, here's a direct example of how direct correlation. Like you put this food into your body and it has an inflammatory response. So what is that saying? Like your body does not want it. Therefore like, Oh, I'm allergic or like, I'm intolerable to this. So it really is important what you eat, you know, like what you put in your body has a very significant effect about how you feel and how you look. So I just, I don't know, like as a kid, it just fascinated me. Yeah. So I just would read books and go to seminars and take classes, like anything I could to learn about nutrition, I would, I would do it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I decided to to pursue it in school. Um, so that's kind of like my nutrition thing, because I was really in the process of healing my own body. And I made a lot of mistakes, like on, in my own journey, uh, especially in my early 20s, you know, because like I went vegetarian for a long time, which was terrible for
0: okay. my body. Yeah, I went I, raw I've heard vegan. that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like I went raw vegan for a couple of years, which was detrimental to my health. I mean, I knew what I was doing and I was taking all the supplements, but like I was not thriving as a woman. You know, I wasn't fertile. I wasn't getting my menstrual cycle regularly. My skin wasn't as good. Like there were certain aspects that like I knew this is not right. for yeah. like the body, you know, so was that
1: because you were, uh, um, weren't giving your, was it was, wasn't giving your body what it needed.
2: Yeah, essentially. I mean, like I'm not getting like these bioavailable nutrients that I needed. And cause you know, you can get certain nutrients from plants, but they're not as absorbable and bioavailable as animal, as animal nutrients. And so once I started around 25, I finally realized I'm like, you know what? I, I think I've been denying myself like the truth, you know? And I, I, I had sort of kind of like some revelations actually, and some of them involved psychedelics. Like when I had these revelations, because I I remember this specifically, I've always felt very connected to cats, um, felines, you know, and (laughs) I I definitely feel like I was one in my past life. And I have a lot of Leo in my astrological chart. And I um, had this sort of vision in one of my trips where I was a cat and I was a carnivore, and I was like devouring this meat, and I felt like vibrational, like I felt healthy, I felt whole as I'm eating this meat. Okay. And I came out of it, and I'm like, "What have I been doing? <laughs> like, I've been wow. eating plants. Like, I'm not an herbivore.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm yeah.
2: A carnivore. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was like I'm not a fucking cow. Like I'm not a <laughs> grazing animal. Like I, I'm a human. I have teeth and claws and you know like I'm supposed to eat meat I'm an omnivore so that and then I just started really getting into like studying animal biology and nutrition and looking into like organ meat and collagen and bone broth and I'm like what the fuck have I been doing wrong you know and so I started hardcore like eating animal organs taking capsules taking collagen taking bone broth I started uh, gradually eating meat again and I immediately felt 10 times better. Like it was literally like,
1: wow, that's crazy that the, that came out of the mushrooms. That's awesome. That's, that's crazy.
2: Yeah. Like I was like, you know, I was, I was, I was all right. Like I was, you know, raw vegan. I thought I was healthy. I'm like, you know, I'm super light and skinny and detox and I'm just going to eat my fruit and vegetables. Like I thought (laughs) I was all healthy, but no, 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 no. no. My body was yelling at me, eat meat. meat." And I finally like I took it and it was like a light switched on like my hormones everything like i felt so feminine i felt so full of life like like once i started eating again it was amazing yeah um so what so what's the best for you
1: like uh red meat chicken pork what what did you find was best for you
2: um personally i i eat a lot of red meat like i do a lot of uh grass-fed beef i do a lot of venison elk moose like whatever i can get
1: heard elk's really good for you
2: I love elk. Yeah. I mean, I love lamb. I love beef. I mean, I eat red beef pr- almost every day.
4: I do love lamb. Now, are, are you uh, are you slicing up the raw liver like the liver king? I was
1: just going to ask <laughs> if you've heard of the yes. liver king.
2: Yes. So I, I buy, um and it's it's a bit hardcore, you know, but I don't do it for taste. Like, sure. I'll be honest. You know, like I don't like the taste of the raw liver. It's kind of nasty. Um, but I take, I do two things. I do the capsules and I can send you guys the link to the brand that I use. Sure. Um, yeah, That'd be great. Yeah. It's called ancestral supplements. Okay. They do nose to tail organ supplements from grass fed cows in New Zealand. Um, but they do beef liver, you know, um, tallow collagen, like every organ you can think of, they encapsulate it. So you can just take it like as a pill, um, and you're getting, you know, obviously it's not, it's not yes. as good as raw. Right. Okay, right? But like, it's, it's still good. Like you're sure. still getting a, an ample amount of nutrients. Um, so I do that, especially when I'm traveling. Um, but then oh, I that's get good point. Yeah. 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 Like with traveling, cause I travel a lot, you know, so yeah.
4: you, you can't take that- raw, raw, raw liver in the suit and the carry on.
2: <laughs> oh God. Can you imagine if- <laughs>
1: that is is that not the the hardest thing when you're on a a certain i don't want to say diet but you know way you eat when you're traveling i mean it it's the worst thing you can't stick to it
2: i mean honestly i i like do fine when i'm traveling because like i just pack all my supplements well i pack you know protein powders collagen whatever like you know electrolytes like whatever i need and i can mix in water i can make my own little drinks um that and then I kind of just depending on what I'm doing, where I'm going, I'll like Google where where's Whole Foods, you know, like where's yeah. grocery store, and like I just I'm very minimal. Like I I do fine when I'm traveling. Even like when okay. I have toured with bands or like with my ex boyfriend's bands, like and we're on the road, I like end up being I lose weight on the road because I'm just kind of like yeah, okay, I'm be a little, a
4: little more minimal. 20- and you're burning 20,000 you calories a show.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But I never have problems traveling, you know, because it's like, okay. honestly, that's when the supplements really kick in because it, it, it's like, okay, this is what they're there. They're, they're supplementing your diet, like, especially when you don't have access to the primary food right. you should be eating. Um, so-, so, so
1: the big thing there is dedication, Let's not dedication. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like the thing is, what I tell any of my clients like when we're on Zoom calls and everything, the the I can't make the decision for you. You know what I mean? It's like right. I can't tell you to go to the store and get some beef liver and chop it up every day and eat it with some water. Like I can't tell you to do that. You got to do it. But when you feel the effects of like how your diet and the food you're eating like affects you and the differences you notice, that should be worth it enough for you to want to adopt that into your lifestyle.
4: So I'm you know? I, I'm curious about nutrition and mental health because I'm on antidepressants and I'm curious, is there, I mean, do you feel like changing nutrition, nutritionally, you can deal with that without medicating? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. good. That's yeah.
2: hundred percent. And I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to tell someone, Oh, get off your pill right now, but like a hundred percent, so many, Psychiatric and mental issues are caused by nutritional deficiencies.
4: And I certainly have a ton of nutritional deficiencies. So well, yeah. I think I mean, it goes I'm, back I'm, to what
1: you were saying. She could tell you what to do, but you gotta yeah, do yeah. it. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, case in point, like when I was vegetarian, I had much more anxiety. Okay. Um, I had skin issues too, because of like the lack of nutrients that I was getting and it was affecting my blood sugar. Like there was all these factors, but Without those vi- like those valuable nutrients that I was getting from meat, I was basically not getting the nutrients that my brain needed. Sure. And like, if your brain is mm. suffering; you're gonna have side effects. And like, what are the side effects? Anxiety, depression, um, not being able to sleep. You know, like all these things. And so people think they have these problems, and it's like, no, you're actually just you got to change your diet. Like, you got to sure. eat better food. Yeah. You got to give giving your body the nutrients it needs. So, it can do what it needs to do. It's like, you know, your car, your body's a car. You got to fuel it up and give it what it needs or else it's not going to run. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I try to be simplistic, like with nutritional advice, you know, with my clients and friends and everything, but everybody is different, you know, essentially. Yeah, for sure, but, for sure. But I think, and, and some people can adopt. A more vegetarian diet and do okay like there's you know some people that they feel better that way but i have definitely noticed that when people are eating primarily good quality animal proteins and limited processed foods that their health just increases
1: yeah did you see any correlation between um going back to the brain and everything like alzheimer the effect of alzheimer's like um, I don't want to say people that, are, uh, vegetarians get Alzheimer's more than, but is there any sort of connection? A hundred percent. Yeah.
2: 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people don't want to hear this of course, but, um, especially pharmaceutical companies, but <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. I mean, okay. one of the main compounds, um, and well, one of the main antioxidants in beef, like CoQ10, it's good for your heart, but it's also very good for your brain and memory like that, yeah. anti- that antioxidant, like a lot of people with dementia are deficient in that. And then also just like fatty acids in general, like omega threes, yep. which are primarily in fish oil or yeah. beef, you know, or animal, like not plant-based cuz if you get like omega 3s from plants they got to have they have to get converted into the form that's usable in the body. So okay. when you're eating just plants, you're preventing your body like from getting the forms of the nutrients it needs. Like so not only are you not getting enough of the nutrients, but you're also not getting the right form of it. So, like you're sure. putting all this extra work on your body, and that has a lot of side effects um and some people too, like they get really bad gas when they get vegetarians they're doing all this extra fiber and cellulose that like your body can't even break down um but yeah, so much disease is just caused by nutritional deficiencies and um Alzheimer's too, I mean uh i'm i don't know what that was, my cats or my dog or something like <laughs> so just went
1: running through. well we'll get into those in a second i'm curious what you have but go ahead <laughs> yeah. um,
2: but um yeah also because like with alzheimer's there's a uh the, um, um, what is it called N- um, myelin sheath that's like on the nerve cell
0: right mm-hmm.
2: um so when the brain in, is interacting with the nerve like sending information back and forth there's the myelin sheath is kind of like the barrier. So when an electrode like goes up and is trying to pass through the myelin sheath, that is made out of fatty acids. So if mm-hmm. you don't have good health, like from your nutrition, that myelin sheath breaks down. And that's what is the beginning of Alzheimer's. Those myelin sheaths mm-hmm. are gone. So okay. like the electrodes, they don't properly get to the neuron and they're like start firing off in weird ways and people they can't communicate with their brains, like the way they were. So, oh. yeah, I mean, not to get super nerdy, but like, it's just no. that, I, that. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I that, love it. I I'm love loving it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but so literally, I,
2: like, Your cells, like every molecule in your body is made out of the food you eat,
0: yeah.
3: you
2: know? So like, that. that's why like, you have to remember if you want a good life, like if you want to live vibrant, if you want to be healthy, you want to be happy, you want to feel great, you got to eat good food. You know, I mean, because otherwise, like, you're just going to be essentially the um, outcome of your diet.
4: You are what you eat, right? It's, it's, it's totally there's a reason good. it's been. A- <laughs> I'm curious what what do you uh, what advice do you give to people who are vegetarian for for ethical reasons? They're you know That's they, good point. good question. Like, they're not going to change. They so is there enough supplements that vegetarians can do to make up for it?
2: There are for sure. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, like I, I have a lot of clients that don't want to eat meat and they're yeah. like, "No, like, you know, I understand what you're saying, but I just don't want to eat it. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. We can work with it. If they don't even want to eat like the, the organ capsules, like if they're like, not, they, they just don't even want to have animal mm. at all in their body. That is something too, that, you know, we could work on, but I just have to tell them like, look, if you want to do this because you have your reasons for protecting animal life, which, you know, I support, like, I'm not, you know, I love animals. I really do. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, higher food chain where predators, like, it's just the balance of nature, you know? So like, yeah. I,
1: I, yeah, I agree.
2: It's just, I'm going to eat the herbivores that I, it's yeah. just, you know, it's just life. But um, for people that don't want to, there's, yeah, there's things like, so but then i have to explain to them that in certain situations, some of the nutrients that you're taking are, might not be as absorbable as the animal right. form. Right. So like, say this is a, I, I made an Instagram post about this. I got to make it, I, I got to make more about these, but a perfect example is um, vitamin A. Okay. Fat soluble nutrient, very important for skin membranes, eye health. Um, there's two forms of it. There's retinol, which is the active form that's readily available for the body. That's in egg yolk, cheese, whole milk, even some meat, right? So you're going to get that strictly from animal foods. Beta carotene is the other form of vitamin A. That's a, um, a pigment and an antioxidant. And that's what makes oranges, orange and carrots, orange, you know, all that. So that's like the color, beta carotene. When you ingest all those carrots, that beta carotene has to go through a conversion in your body with with the and, and use other nutrients to assist in turning that beta carotene into retinol just so it becomes usable in the body. Mm, so okay. when someone eats a pound of carrots, they're like, Oh, I'm getting all this vitamin A. This is good for my skin. Technically, not really, because it depends how much you absorb. I mean, there's other benefits to carrots too, right? Like electrolytes and potassium, and it's hydrating. But the vitamin A that people are talking about, it's it's bullshit because it's like it's really what you're absorbing from it, and that might be a really low percent. And the same thing with iron. Like, there's two forms of iron: heme and non-heme. Right? Meat, beef, is heme okay. readily absorbed, like by blood cells, red blood cells the non heme iron that would need the assistance of vitamin C to help break down that form. So the red blood cell can absorb that non heme iron. So like plant, plant plant-based iron is not as absorbable. Mm -hmm. Um, and it could actually make sometimes people more sick that part of it, Hmm. but So like, I would have to kind of explain that to them, you know, that like they're, they're kind of making their lives a little more difficult by going this route, but we can still get you the nutrients you need. It's just, it might not be in the most bioavailable form.
1: Sure. Sure. So, so can I ask, you keep talking about, um, and your clients. So is there, are you taking clients? Is there a way to reach out to you to hire you as a nutritionist?
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I literally, I, I do so many Zooms and Skypes, like that's kind of, yeah, that I, in person, sometimes with California people, but um, sure. yeah, Zooming, yeah, I can send you all like that info, health history forms and stuff. And yeah. And,
1: and real quick, where where would you, somebody listening would reach out to you for that?
2: Um, Just on my website, FelicityFueled.com. Okay. Uh, there should be uh the contact box, but, or just FelicityFueled at Gmail, but yeah, just go, just go to my website, like everything will be on there.
4: Awesome. Awesome.
1: I would imagine anybody listening like myself, intrigued by, yeah, you, by yeah. everything. Right.
4: Right. Well, I am too, yeah. because like I said, I mean not not only for I, I, I've i been everybody we talk to who's does stuff like this or spiro spiro I'm always looking for something to because I've been on zoloft now for I don't know, seven years and uh want to get off, but am yeah. afraid to get off. So I know, hear you. Yeah, hear I'm always, you. I'm always looking for something to
0: so I mean it
2: can be frightening like you know another I mean a similar thing that I've um, I've personally been through and also other uh, women that I've worked with like is birth control. Like so many women have been reliant on birth control their whole lives, like hormones regulated, and they're afraid to get off of them because like, once you do, it's like, Oh shit, like I'm going to go crazy. Yeah, and You know? So I was like yo-yoing with birth control in my early twenties because I wouldn't get my period without the birth control. Um, and that's when I was shooting porn too, in the adult industry. So I was very insecure about all that and I was afraid to go off of it, but I knew deep, deep down in my heart that the reason why I wasn't getting my period was because I wasn't eating the right foods. You know, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't, I was too thin too. Like I was, I'm like probably one twenty-seven now. I was a buck 10, 110 pounds.
4: And and how tall are you?
2: And I'm five, five.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Or five, like five, 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 six, you know, but sure. like, yeah. yeah. So it was, my frame was way too thin. I, yeah, it was not good. And so as soon as I just came to terms with the fact that like, no, this is my diet, like, this is definitely my diet. And I fixed that and started giving my body like really what it needed. Everything just started falling into place and like getting back together. And then, you know, I used certain supplements and herbs to like help assist the process move quicker. Um, But I am a very strong believer that the mind body connection can heal. And if you really have an intent to heal your body and to get better and you give your body the tools it needs, like it will succeed. Yeah. You know,
4: if you could advise people on you're like, I'm going to start taking one supplement. You can, you can talk me into one supplement. What's the, what's the one supplement you would, you know, recommend to somebody. Or is that way too broad of a term? yeah I was gonna say is that is, is there a one?
2: It is very broad. It is very broad. Um, but for you, you know, like a a male, um I would say beef liver. Yeah.
4: yeah. Mm.
2: I would say maybe start taking beef liver, yeah.
4: It, yeah, it, it, The funny part of that answer is it looked like you struggled to call me a male. I was like, I don't blame you. No, I, don't, I don't blame, I don't,
2: I don't blame I was, you at all. I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to, I was struggling. Cause I was, I was going to say, I didn't want to say older male. And you,
1: No, that's okay.
2: <laughs> Definitely
1: older. We're going to, we're going to go with just struggling with a male. We're good with that. We're good with that. Not
2: Like, you know, like high school kid male, you no. know,
1: no, um, long ways from that,
2: <laughs> but like an older man. Yeah. That, um, for sure. Like beef liver. Cause it, it, it's just, it has a lot of just overall benefits. Okay. Energy helps hormones it helps mood, but um, it's just so rich in nutrients that it can start to fill in gaps. Some like in sexual energy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, there we go.
2: Yeah. Beef, beef organs are really good for naturally increasing testosterone too.
1: Perfect. And this Perfect. is, we can get these through the, uh, what you were just talking about before the link that where you get yours. From New Zealand, right or correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They ancestral okay. supplements. Yep. I'll, okay. I'll send you guys this info.
4: Awesome. So I assume yoga was just kind of a natural extension to the to the nutrition stuff. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. So I mean, like having done gymnastics and everything, I was always very athletic. I was in great shape my whole life, you know, because so I just was really active. Like I, if, yeah. if I wasn't playing sports, like we were running in the woods and playing outside, like I was just a very active kid. Um, you know I'm very muscular naturally Uh, and I sometimes actually that was my that was one insecurity I had growing up as a kid like in my in high school into college I struggled at one point and this is when I started to get into psychedelics I struggled Hmm. a little bit with the idea of like you know, I'm a woman and I have a lot of muscle. Like, you know, I'm oh, strong. Sure. I'm, I'm muscular. Like, you know, I, and I want to be sexy. Like, I want to be beautiful. I want to be a goddess, but like, I'm also very strong. And like, I want to be fucking, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: And so with yoga, for me, um, someone, this trainer pointed it out that my spine was starting to curve. And he said, this was the onset of scoliosis. Oh, oh. And I'm like, what? really? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I wouldn't be too worried about it. He's like, I would just start doing yoga. He's like, start really strengthening your spine. And I'm like, okay. So I told my mom, my mom got this yoga tape, um, like a little cassette. cassette <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his name was Rodney. Yee. He was this, this Asian yoga instructor um, that was all about the spine. And it was all about like posture and like things like that. And, and a lot of the yoga video was done like on a chair, like just like certain movements. And I was intrigued by it. And I kind of just kind of kept going down that rabbit hole. And then the first time I started getting into some serious hip openers in a class,
3: sure. mm-hmm.
2: I'll never forget this. I was on long Island. Um, I was in Stony Brook, the town over from me. I feel like the same kind of town, like basically where I grew up. And I was in this yoga class and I was getting into a hip, uh hip opener, the pigeon a pigeon pose. And I burst out crying in the class. Because my hips are very tight spots that hold a lot of emotional tension. And I had gone into this position and it's just like literally was a gateway of flooded emotions and it all came out and I started, I just cried. Like I just burst out crying for no reason. And the teacher came over to me and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just kind of looked at her and she's like, did you just have like, did you have a moment? Did, did, Did stuff come out? And I said, yeah, it did. And she looked at me and then she smiled, and like I acknowledged it. And I was like, okay. I was oh, like, oh, now wow. I understand. You know, a
4: powerful moment. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It, it was, it was really, really cool. And I mean, I had always kind of felt things like that, like from stretching and gymnastics and soccer. And like, you know, it, it's not like I wasn't, I wasn't not familiar with like the aspect of yoga, but the whole practice of like going and deep breathing and, it, it started to become really uh, useful for me because I have a very high anxiety life. I guess I could say, you know, like my life is not, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life, like moving parts throughout the years that I have to be able to manage my stress or like my lifestyle could eat me away. You know what sure. I mean? I
0: um, do.
2: So yoga was sort of like that outlet for me that helped me center myself, calm down, get in touch with my body. And you know, whenever I'm like teaching class or I'm working with people, I tell them like, it does not matter how flexible you are. It does not matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you know. It's just about getting to know your body. Like that's what you're here for. Fuck everything else. Like fuck all the yoga people on Instagram. Like you're here because you want to get closer to yourself. Like that's what we're here for. So if there's a pose, like, you know, you can't go into all the way, that's okay. Like we're going to work towards that, but you just want to explore your body and like see what your body's telling you. Um, so that's kind of how- think I think that's
1: a where a good teacher is really important that they wouldn't push you to get to those poses if you couldn't do it. Just as you said, do as yeah. much as you can. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, I think it's hard because sometimes like there's certain things I, I'm a pusher. Like
0: I
3: push myself
2: <laughs> sometimes like to the point where I'm like, oh shit, I kind of push myself too far. Um, sure. but you know, so I have to be careful. I don't do that to people like with students. Especially. Sure. So I always try to act like more cautious than too much. Because I did that a couple times, where like I would put I put my hands on people and like press their hips down to like open them up, and they're like, "Ow," you know, and like, like "Oh, too much," you know, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> "I'm like, oh shit," you know, and like I don't ever want everyone to be in that position where like I'm hurting someone, because right. But I like the pain sometimes, like in certain stretches, because sometimes like I have to just it, it, sometimes, not always, but like. Sure sometimes when I really am getting into a deep pose, it hurts a little bit. Sure. For like a moment, Cause I'm like stretching out that ligament in a way where it's like, okay, I'm going further than I should, but then it relaxes. Yeah. So it's like that breaking point that kind of fascinates me a little bit. And I don't know, maybe that's like my connection also with like drugs and psychedelics, like where I like to cross portals and, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I like to explore yeah, yeah. I like to explore my body. And like that's kind of what yoga helped me with. Um
1: well when I, I got divorced, yoga helped me through my divorce. I-, I took it up, I don't know why, on a whim, and the teacher was awesome and it it explored my body, my mind, and it just gave me an outlet during that time. Awesome. And I wish You bang I- you bang the teacher, didn't you? <laughs> I gave it up <laughs> for I don't know what reason and uh I haven't gone back. I just but it it helped my anxiety, it helped everything. It helped me get through it.
2: Good. I mean, the thing is like, you don't even have to go to a class if you don't want to just like, you, you know, you have a TV. Oh, like go on YouTube and, and just literally like type in hip opener yoga. And like, you'll get like 500 videos of like, right. hip, hip opening, you know, no. you can do it in your living room.
1: You can, I, I, I know I went and like bought some DVDs and I think I quit the class. I, but I didn't do it it was the scheduled gotta be there. I paid for it. I got to get there. And I loved it. I hear Um, you. So that, that, that's me, not everybody, to your point, everybody's different. Somebody could do it in their living room every day, but I, I, I did, I couldn't, I needed the schedule class. And remember, remember when you said I wasn't dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I was for a while for a good, for a good year. I did that.
2: I totally hear you. I mean like the discipline aspects, you know, sometimes it's like hard to remember. I mean, I, yeah, I, I struggle with that. Like, yeah. I think it's one of my biggest things I struggle with is, uh, time organization and, uh, just every day, like doing certain scheduling it's get, yeah. get, like getting a routine. You know, sometimes it's hard for me because, um, every day is different. You know, it's not like, yeah. like I've, I've worked a lot of nine to five jobs throughout my life. Like I've worked at studios and health clinics at specific places. And I like that stability. I do. But then I also get kind of bored sometimes. And I'm like, I want to work for myself. Like, I can make more money working by myself. You know, I don't have to work for this company. Sure. Um. And then, but then I have to just like take a whip and be on top of myself because no one's telling me what to do, you know? Right. So it kind of, there's like cons yeah. to both.
1: So is that when, um, so at what point did you say, I want to work for myself? And I um, want to go back to you, you were at the NVs or ABN. ABNs. I fuck things up all the time. Um, <laughs> I was at the
0: DMV
2: recently. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> uh, which which seems like a lot of fun. I mean, just going to the award show and all that stuff. So how did you yeah. get involved with that? That that really seems like uh a...
2: I know. I know. It's 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 um it it was a wild, a wild part of my journey, um, to say the least. But it was kind of unexpected um in in certain ways going back to childhood right um being athletic like i was very just comfortable with myself like having all that bodily awareness right yeah
0: um
2: my sexuality was like very strong as a kid like i just remember Mm -hmm. when we would play like lion king and i'd pretend to be a lion like i'd always be like very just affectionate and cozy you know like I was just very expressive and I didn't really understand what certain things meant like when I was a kid you know but as I got older I realized I'm like I have a lot of like sexual chi if that makes sense you know like I have a lot of (laughs) arrows like I have a lot of um sexual desire and function and I had a lot of good self-control over it but um it's just because I was healthy like I was vibrant you know and I think when healthy people are in tune with themselves, like your sexuality should be healthy too. You know, like you should have that, you should have that fire, but you should have control over it. Right. Um, So in high school, I had some insecurities like with my body at points for sure. um, Cause I was skinny and muscular and I was very flat chested in high school up until I went on birth control. Because I wasn't getting my period.
0: Okay. So so they put
2: me on birth control to jumpstart my hormones. Hmm. And within like four months, I went from being flat chested to having seeds, which is a big jump, right? Like that's like a big difference. So that was very uncomfortable for me. Like when I was in high school, it it was very weird. um, And
1: And it's a weird time, right? With boys, all of a sudden, (laughs) hey, yeah, right, yeah, we're we're pigs, especially in high school, we're pigs,
2: totally. And like, I just started to kind of understand like a different dynamic of my myself, you know. And um, when I was getting into college, that's when also I want to bring this back to music and yoga too. That's when I was getting into yoga. I was getting into dancing, really into dancing. Um, and getting into also electronic music. I started listening to more like techno and bass and like different type of electronic music because I would dance and I'd go to like raves and parties. Um, And so I became more comfortable with myself, like dancing and letting go and moving my body and, um, and then the yoga too. So that plus like me getting more comfortable with my body, I started to explore modeling. And I was doing a lot of modeling and I then, uh, got offered to dance at a strip club in New York. And so I did that and I was good at it and it was very, did you have
1: any, did you have any hesitations to dance the first time somebody asked you,
2: you know, I was really curious. I was really curious because my, you know, my family is very conservative, um, and I grew up in a really conservative town. Yeah, and uh, I kind of just wanted to see. Like, I had this fascination with like outlaws and the other side, and like outcasts of society. Like, you know, I don't know if you can see this painting that Hunter Thompson. I have a Hunter Thompson painting. Oh yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. I was like obsessed with Hunter Thompson as a kid. I loved his writing. I loved yeah. the Gonzo style. You know, I loved his idea of being a part of the story, and. I was curious to know what it was like to be that type of woman that gets adored sexually by men. Cause like, I didn't really have that as like, you know, I was, I was pretty cute, but like, I wasn't like, you know, the, the cute cheerleader. I was like the nerdy drummer athlete girl. You know what I mean? So I wanted to just like get into a different realm, like with my feminine energy and I was curious. And so I was, yeah, I was in college and I tried dancing and I didn't love the atmosphere. I didn't like the smoking and like dealing with people and shit like that, but um, I made money and it was really easy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, well, I can literally like use my body and my brains to just use men. Like, and like, me- like you know, it sounds kind of sad, but like, I, I was just like, t- getting money so easily from these men and we we are
1: easy aren't we when when you're manipulating us with your brain and your body we're we're, in that
2: environment like in that environment yeah you know and so i was kind of like wow okay so i got kind of fascinated like being this um like just learning how to manipulate people essentially like i'll just say it it is like really. I mean, that's what, that's what stripping is. It's like, it's like the art of seduction and manipulation, like, like a good, a good stripper, like will understand that. Like, you know, it's 100%. Like, you know, how you have to know how to manipulate men, um, in the right way. Cause like, you want to be their friend and be sweet, but then also like, you know, be kind of like, okay, like, where's my bills, you know? And so <laughs> there's like this fine line. And I learned a lot about that in that world, like in working in Manhattan and, okay. um, so that was like my first introduction. And then um, someone told me about webcamming and I tried that with like a few friends and it was kind of fun. I just remember like being nude and like in front of cameras and like, like doing stupid stuff and making an account and being like, oh, I could make money this way. <laughs> um, and then I was doing nude modeling. Like I was taking pictures and getting paid to just model nude. So I started was getting this like, still
1: in Were you're still in college or is this?
2: Yes, this is still in college. This is like, gotcha. this is like 18, 19, 20. Um, very pretty young, you know? Okay. And uh, so I was definitely like exploring a lot about that type of stuff, you know? And that's when I was like experimenting a little bit with like psychedelics. And I was just learning a lot about myself at that point. And Um, I finally had some freedom, I guess, you know, like I wasn't living with my parents. So like, I kind of could just do whatever. And I was, um, just kind of exploding with curiosity, but then I got a, um, offer to shoot porn. Uh, and the video was girls do porn, the company that they're now getting sued. Like they're now in a whole lawsuit, um, cause they leaked a bunch of information oh shit women yeah i mean it's you know it is is, 10 years later but um
1: it's odd that a porn company is shady but go ahead
2: (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) that's the least of it um but yeah i just you know i got approached i got kind of scouted i was like working an event um i was this car girl at a show and i was handing out trophies i was in san diego and some guy came up to me, and he said that he had a friend that knew he had a company that shot first-time girls only, and it was a porn company, and that it was only going to um, foreign uh, clients, like so people in the U.S. It wouldn't be on the internet and all this stuff. They paid twenty five hundred dollars for your first film, and I'm like, whoa, okay, You're like mm-hmm. I was curious. I'm like, you know, I've done all this stuff, like that's not that much further than what i've already done and i wanted to buy this new motorcycle and uh <laughs> i uh got impulsive and you know he gave me his card i flew back to long island and um a couple months later i called him up and i asked him like so what what about this and you know and they kind of he got me set up and They got me tested and flew me back out to California, to San Diego. And I shot this film and I've like, I've, I've made specific videos like talking about these experiences. Um, But like, so I won't like get into the whole thing, but yeah, it was just, um, it changed the course of my life after that, because once. The company lied obviously, and it was on the internet. And once that got out, everyone in my hometown knew everyone in my family, everyone that knew me, that knew my brother, that knew everyone knew. And
3: Ooh.
2: it was just, uh, horrible. Like it was very, very bad. And yeah. my family was very upset with me and, um, it was just, uh, it was right before the ink master too. Like by went on, it went on ink master. So there, that whole year was kind of crazy because, I thought I made a huge mistake. I like tried to bury it. I was embarrassed. I thought I was a loser. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do to my family? It was like the biggest regret of my life. Um, and as time went by, I realized when I was dating Scott, the tattoo artist at this point, and he was very upset with me like that I had shot, um, porn and and whatever. And, um, I kind of realized too, cause. Uh, Actually, well, before I before I started dating him, though, I shot a couple of more scenes. Okay. um, because I started getting more offers. But when I was with him, I started to realize that. I'm never going to be able to hide this like it's it's done. It's out there like this is a part of my identity now, you know, like everyone will associate this with me. I mean, so maybe I should just embrace this.
1: It's the best way to do things, isn't it?
2: Yeah, like, and Scott and I were pretty much gonna break up. He was actually an alcoholic and addicted to opiates. It's pretty sad, but a few months later, after I moved out, he ended up passing away. And um, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 sad, but like he is. kind of was on that path. He was on that trajectory, and I was very young at the time, you know. So um, I kind of told myself, well, sink or swim. Like this. Yeah. Was- so I decided to just move out to LA and I was getting a lot of offers by companies, bigger company named now, um, in the bigger adult industries, uh, bigger adult industry companies started reaching out to me about shooting. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like everyone's going to talk shit about me. Everyone's going to say what they're going to say. I've already done it. I'm just going to make the most out of this. Go all and- in. Yeah. yeah. You know, cause at that point it's like, the more I've tried to fight it, the more people bullied me with it and the harassment just wouldn't stop. So I was so sick and tired of it. And I'm like, I'm not going to let these motherfuckers like ruin my life. So I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm young, I'm beautiful. I I'm, I'm sought after. So like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And it wasn't what I really wanted to do. It wasn't like I, that, that wasn't the trajectory that I saw for myself, but okay. like, I felt like I didn't really have another choice I mean I could have right but then I would have been miserable so yeah so I did it I took the leap of faith I sold everything I had on Long Island I moved out to LA pretty much at like 21 22 um I was finishing school so like I was taking trips out to California I was trying to network make friends you know and then by 22 I was officially done with school I was I was there I was living there completely on my own no family and I had to figure it out so I just like saved my money and got my shit together. I stayed out of trouble. I just shot, I worked, I played drums and I just kind of kept on that trajectory. But I always kind of kept my distance from like from the porn industry. Like I used it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it used me and I used it. I used for it for you. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it because like, I really don't support that industry very much. There's a lot of fucked up things about the industry that, people don't really think about Um, I've made a lot of videos about it, like, especially like the health risks involved and all these things. But um, I managed to really get by unscathed because I made good decisions, you know, and definitely got taken advantage of at points and, and witnessed some horrible shit with people. But like overall, I kept my head straight and solid. And then at 25, that's when OnlyFans came out. Mm. And other sort of self subscription um, yeah. platforms. So I realized, like, oh fuck this! Like, I don't need <laughs> to work for other companies now. Like, I can make my own content and sell my own stuff and own. That on own
1: yourself, stuff. that's the best thing, isn't it?
2: Yeah. So I made an OnlyFans, and then gradually just started building that up. And I was making, you know, after a couple of years, I was like making the same amount like that. Right. I was working for companies. Um, and then, you know, I got my yoga teaching certification. I got my nutrition license. Like I put myself through school and I just kept going, you know, and I'm like, f- you know, fuck the porn industry. Like, fuck them. Like there's no health insurance for people. They don't take care of the performers. Like it's just, it, it's very, like, it's the wild West. <laughs> when you're yeah. not oh, adult, sure. You know? And so it's like, they will spit, they will chew up and spit you out. Not even think about it. It's just constantly recycling new people. Like. People don't care, you know, so you got to go in there if you're going to go in it, do what you have to do, make a name for yourself, make money, and then figure out how you're going to use that to continue to grow.
1: Have you an know? exit plan. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of young women and men, unfortunately, um, they end up heavily, heavily escorting, they end up addicted to drugs, like yeah. they end up, or maybe, you know, they get a sugar daddy and like, that's it.
1: Yeah, I was just better. thinking as you're telling your story, I'm like, must have helped you that whole time, not doing drugs, as you had talked about before, you might have done your dabbling in your psychedelics, but yeah, it doesn't seem like you're, you know, doing the, every day. No,
2: not. And especially not in my early 20s. Like, I, I really got more into psychedelics. Honestly, like I'm 30. Now, I got more into psychedelics at like 27. Like, that's when mm. I really started kind of like feeling mature enough to, to, to have more spiritual journeys and things like that. Cause in my early twenties, I think it would have just kind of messed me up a little bit, you know, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. So I tried to just, it was very simple in my early twenties. Like I, you know, drink a little bit once in a while. And, you know, I smoke some weed or eat a little bit of edibles, but like, I was not into doing drugs at all. And it's sad because so many people in porn are addicted to Xanax. They're yes. smoking meth, like they're Ugh. you know. It, it's just they they can't do it and function and be sober, right. you know. Which is what well, the sad part. Because it's like, why are you doing this, you yeah, know? Right. Um. So yeah, so I, learned that, I learned a lot. Learned a lot.
1: Um, going to the that first year, the AVNs was that part of taking control. What were you in, invited for?
2: Um, so the second company I shot for um,
1: after you moved to LA.
2: No, I hadn't moved there yet. It was exploited college girls. Yeah. That was the, Oh yeah. The the male performer in that scene had invited me to the AVNs and paid for the whole trip. Awesome. And so you everything. used him. Yeah. He, he asked me to be his date. Cause like, you know, we, we shot a great scene and, um, and he well, asked yeah. me if I to go and I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, sure. And I just remember that was a very nice experience because I got to see all these other people that didn't give a fuck. Like, they're oh, like, good. yeah, yeah, we, we, we do this, too. You know, we have sex for money. Like, welcome to the club. It was almost like, fuck all those people that give you shit, you know? And so I felt like I'm like, oh, OK, like I can be free. I can be myself. But. I never really felt that connected to those people, though. But it was Mm -hmm. kind of liberating just to see other people not giving a fuck. So many,
1: so many. of them.
2: So there's aspects of the adult industry that like I've appreciated, you know, like people embracing their bodies and just not giving a fuck. Like, I like that, you know, like I like going to I like going to parties where there's. Uh, you know, adult parties and like people walk around naked and they don't give a fuck. And and, like people just do whatever they want to do. Like, I like that. It's like, let's just have fun. Like, let's just be ourselves. Like who gives a shit? Life is short, you know? But then there's other things like, you know, porn and addiction and, and just the aspects it has on relationships, like the performers health, like all these things that also are very important to think about and people should know. And I really, really think the porn industry needs to be heavily regulated yeah. like big time
3: mm-hmm. you know
2: i think they should raise the age to 21 i think they should be doing a lot more about how easily it's accessed like i think that porn companies should make users upload like an id to show that you're legal legally oh, because these young 100%. kids are getting addicted to it like you you can literally be in school and popping up fucking porn yeah. on your phone it's so bad
1: yep you know, and, like, and, and you grow up, the young kids grow up thinking that's the way sex is Yes. right from exactly. the get go. Yeah. It's, it's and changed it, everything. I, I realized that it was, yeah. and this was obviously years ago, my son, I remember he went to a, I yelled at him. I was like, Hey, what the hell? You, you know, you can't go on porn. He's like, what are you talking about? Dad? Well, he was on a, uh, like a, a wrestling website and they had a link to it.
2: Oh my God. So I
1: thought he was looking at his, and I, he probably was, but does it, you know, <laughs> he played dumb but through this uh wrestling website two clicks later there was porn and of course what who attracts to this you know the wwa or whatever it is wrestling i know yeah
2: it's it's everywhere like between like that was years ago you know yeah and it's just it's just progressively getting worse because they're normalizing it which you know yeah and i'm not against like you know sex workers deserve equal rights and all that yeah absolutely but like they should have regulations and they should realize that like porn is very addictive. Like it's like a drug. It, it changes brain chemistry, you know, and young men that are like very vulnerable and they think that like, this is normal, like how to interact with women and like watch this virtually constantly. It's, it's not okay. Like they don't know, then they don't know how to properly develop like sexual relationships the right way. Um, so that's scary. And like, I also have guilt sometimes like for contributing mm. to it, you know? That's why I've, I'm have i so active about speaking out about it because I've been through it firsthand. I see what it does to people. I've seen what it does to women. I've seen what it does to me. And like, I can't not be quiet about it. Like I have to say something. If I don't say something, who else is going to do it? Right. You know right. what I mean? So Well, it means more
1: coming from someone that's been through it. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you know, I try to look at it as like my experience in the adult industry definitely happened for a reason. Like I, I think that I was someone that, like Hunter Thompson, you know, had to like get in the story and be a part of it for a little while and learn about it and witness it and be like, oh wow,
0: yeah.
2: this needs other people need to know. Like you know, we need to make change from this. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of my mentality about it. And like, so I all feel like between the health and music and the adult stuff, it's all intertwined in its own weird fucking way in my life.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, you
4: have, you have a lot of very interesting stories that all kind yeah, of
1: absolutely end up coming
4: yeah. together. Never ending. Yeah. That's for
1: sure.
2: Before we,
4: before we let you go, we got to tell you before. Yes, this, thank you. We were on the phone with somebody. And uh, he wanted us to give you a shout out. This is a owner
1: post- of a podcast company that we signed with.
2: Oh, okay. It's
1: Peter, how do Rayla Rafe Rafeleson? Well, you said Robinson? it too soon. What's that? Robinson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're Anything. we're supposed to talk to we and see if she could guess who it was. Oh, we fucked it up right away.
2: Oh well.
1: Sorry. He's Peter says hi. Yeah, Peter oh. says hello.
2: Hi, he's <laughs> my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by
1: by the time this comes out, we will officially be on his network. So
2: awesome. Yeah.
0: He's
1: great. Yeah. We were we were talking with him. And we said, well, we really need to go because we need to get ready for you to, to, to come on. And I think you just said the first name. All I had to say was Felicity. And he went, Feline? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh so and he guessed
1: it and then he yeah he wanted us to give you a shout he, out and
4: and to let you know until to, he told us you're an incredible drummer and a sexy beast that's those were his exact <laughs> words so yeah, that is a quote <laughs> that is a quote he told peter. us we could say that so <laughs> we, don't fi- we don't want to get we don't want to get fired before we even get started so he told <laughs> us we could say that oh
2: <laughs> <Aww>. thanks peter <laughs>
4: thank so, you guys oh thank you so much this was a lot of fun i could yeah if if you ever want to come back on you're more than welcome because i could listen to you i think we we just we've literally
1: just scratched the surface yeah i know i
2: can i love talking like i i could talk forever i feel bad i i i feel like i talked so much you guys didn't even get to talk that much um Um,
4: but that's that's the perfect podcast guest (laughs) let's
1: just explain let's just correct right there we want you to talk (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Nobody wants Good to point. hear us talk. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I would love to come back. Um. I'm also. I have a podcast too. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: We didn't even um, get to that.
2: I know. There's well, so much didn't ha- it too. I haven't updated it in so long because uh, I was using Ableton to like make everything, and then I got a new computer, and my Ableton didn't transfer, and like I just like didn't get Ableton on this computer. So I'm going to very soon. Okay. When I do, I'd love to have you guys come on. We could do another thing.
4: Yeah, that'd be um, awesome. Absolutely. yeah and
2: then um also it would be cool maybe if i could do one with my bandmate and we could yes. talk about more about like uh constraints fuck of yes. oh
1: yes fuck yes yeah. that's a double <laughs> you guys fuck would yes. love him.
2: and just like the the, the conversation like our story is pretty interesting like being a two-piece band and um steven's whole perspective of like being with a female drummer that like has worked in the adult industry because he gets mm. a lot of like approaching him saying yo do you know what your bandmate does and oh my god and like and he's like dude just shut the fuck up yeah, right? you know you know what i mean like
1: no i just... don't know what you did uh, yeah <laughs> come on
2: it's, it's so funny it's 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 silly it's well silly. that is that you know is what?
4: a thousand percent because i love your music and what you guys put out an ep and like back in march or is yeah that... yeah okay. yeah we
2: have, we have we have two out yeah we're we're making we're putting a new one out soon probably within the next like f- hopefully like four months or something but awesome yeah
1: well, let's try and incorporate something with the release
2: yeah no that'd be awesome
1: yeah and i'm so happy that you suggested that we, we we're we're 100 on board yeah
2: cool yeah no that sounds great
1: for sure so yeah promote anything you want to promote we're, now yeah, your mean we'll... stuff to go and we
2: um i mean i feel like i I talked about every little molecule in the world. I don't know. I mean, no, um, you know,
1: where, people want just to... where do they want to go? Where's the main thing to go see you? Yeah, Instagram. I mean,
2: uh, you could go just my website, com, has pretty much everything Instagram's Felicity Fueled, uh, Twitter, so uh, Facebook. That's all. It's just all Felicity Fueled.
4: And your YouTube and, page. Go to your YouTube page and subscribe to your YouTube page.
2: Oh yeah, YouTube too is great. I gotta start really building that more. I gotta make more better videos with that. But yeah, YouTube too. I got a lot of lot of stuff on there. Yeah,
4: Yeah. there you go. Awesome.
2: Thank you so.
4: Look at that. Oh, she took a little nap now.
2: Yeah, I have two cats. I don't know where the other one is. And I have a Yorkie. He's down here. He'll say hi quick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna because you mentioned you had two. Two cats and a dog.
4: Aww. We have had a lot of dog cameos in our episodes, love so it. we love the
1: dogs and cats. Yeah. This like, is the this cat. the first cat?
4: Uh, maybe.
1: I mean, it may be the first cat that's stuck around.
4: Yeah, I think we've had cats walk by. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Cats using. <laughs>
2: yeah, she loves sitting up here. Yeah,
1: cats rule the world. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I I love cats.
1: Yeah, so blame I. Much. Yeah. You.
2: I love dogs too, but like I don't know, just there's something about cats. I've just always felt so.
4: Well, deep when you deep were deep one in life. a past life, you're obviously going to love them a little more.
0: <laughs> yes, so. no, exactly, exactly.
2: Yeah, oh, Wait, where true. are you guys? Where, where are you guys based out of again?
4: We're in Wisconsin.
2: Okay. So. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Well, um, so I'll I'll tell me. You.
4: Constraints of light is coming to Wisconsin.
2: Not constraints of light. I'm okay. playing with distorted pony. They're oh. hiring. Um, I played with them in the past before COVID, but they're like a psych, like a
4: yeah, it's it's interesting. I saw some of their stuff. I never heard of them and I checked out some of their stuff. It's theatrical.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're like noise rock. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but they're they're a little older, you know, like they they're they're from like the eighties and um they're doing we're doing a festival out there. We're going oh. to Chicago and then we're going to Wisconsin. So i really? oh. yeah, I'll let you guys know.
1: Awesome. There we go. Name of the festival and we'll look we'll find out where it is
2: yeah i i can't i gotta find out like all those details because i'm like still blah.
1: yeah
4: no um, just just shoot me a, shoot us a message when you find out and we'll we can you, make it yeah. we'll definitely come see you for
1: sure yeah, it,
2: it's in the end of may for sure okay awesome.
1: oh perfect cool yeah absolutely let us know love to see yeah. you yeah
2: yeah awesome. I'll, 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 I'll let you guys know but yeah no i like milwaukee I, I've, I've been there a bunch of times so i i like i like wisconsin a lot
1: cool Awesome. I was born in Milwaukee, and I love visiting, but I don't want to live there.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> it's cold. It's very yeah, cold, I know. Yeah,
4: yeah, I'm ready. We were we were just in Belize, and I'm ready to to move there. So,
0: oh was, damn. Yeah,
4: it was beautiful. We we spent a week there a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. So, it's oh
2: wow. Right I want to go to Belize. I haven't been there yet.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful. I would highly recommend. Highly recommend and affordable. Yeah, just a great a great visit.
2: Awesome. Okay. I am going to put that on the bucket list.
1: Perfect. Um, we'll get to know. All, all right, Felicity.
4: Thank you, thank so, you much. so much.
2: Thank you guys. I'm going to do a, I'm doing a float tank actually in a little bit. So I will, um, <laughs> I will talk to you guys soon. And yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I'm not sure. I will we'll follow you back on Instagram or if I don't, but yeah, then I'll, um let's exchange info like okay. number on Instagram too. So I can just text you everything or whatever.
1: Perfect. All right. Sounds good. That'll work. Thanks so much. Bye guys. Have a great Uh, night. Yeah, you too.
0: Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously though, get your asses out of here.